Yeah. All right. And in about five seconds. Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you once again for joining us. You are tuned into episode 213. This is Unbecoming of Age. It's a podcast. You figured that out already. Two guys that have never really met in real life. I'm one of those guys. I live in Iowa. My name is Colin Flynn, and here's John M. Craig. Hey, Colin. I just want to let the people know it is a podcast. It has been a podcast for three years now. Right? No, this is the fourth. What are we? 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21. And, uh, and if you're listening to this, uh, there's probably something wrong with you or you made a mistake, but you made a series of mistakes that brought you here. So if you leave, we're going to come to your home and we're going to find you and we're going to make you listen again and again and again. I will record from your home. I've never met Colin in real life, but I will meet you in real life. Just hit me up. I'm not on social media. Okay, cool. Just wanted to get that out of the way. A little house cleaning. Uh, I was thinking along those lines that uh, maybe we should. Uh, I was thinking we should we should move the show to uh, India. I'm thinking there's a big market there. And uh, well, would we replace ourselves with Indian versions of ourselves? Maybe uh, you know, there's franchise it kind of like a. <laughs> if we tried to be Indian, then that would be some cultural appropriation thing. So you know, you can't do that. And I, you know, well, I like your idea, and I'm going to talk to you off mic about this idea because i have an idea there's a lot of indians and so i like the food although i've heard uh anecdotally that if you go and eat the food it's it's going to come back and there's going to be a there's going to be a point where it's really going to come back and you're not going to be happy with your with your food decisions in india but i had indian the other night are you well here in the United States? You're not in, uh, you know. Uh, oh, you're. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. I see. I, yeah. I, I, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Dysentery. Yes. Is so, that what it's called? Well, something like that. One of those. One of those. You know. Bound to happen. One of those backdoor events is going to happen to you, perhaps. Maybe, maybe both. Both mm. ends coming out both ends, as they say. I mean, you know, this is a good. No, way, thank you. Good way to start a show. Just start talking about. <laughs> it's really good about all that stuff. So you and I, uh, uh, last the end of the last episode, which okay, let's in real episode two twelve. We we had a hiccup. We had a hiccup. We decided just a series of them. Piece it together. So if somebody listened to the end of that and they're listening to this and they're living in India, what what are some cities in India? I can't hardly name a. Can you? Can you name a town in India? You know, we haven't been there, but uh, it's... New Delhi. New Delhi, there you go. Is there an old Delhi? That's what I've always wondered. Is there I don't know if there's a new... I, honestly, I, I don't know. I haven't traveled enough. It's a very, it's a big country with a lot of people, and uh, I don't know. Bal- uh, and Bal- I don't know that I finished Slumdog Million... Oh, God, I, I did see that. Yeah, it's been a while. Bollywood. I'm embarrassing. Bal- no, I'm seriously, it's embarrassing how little I know. We don't know the president, but um, if there is, is there? Do they have prime ministers or presidents or kings or queens or what? What's the ruling system? What's the? How does that work in India? Who's 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 in charge? I mean, we might have to talk to them when we get over there. Mahatma Gandhi was at one point something. Was that India or was that Pakistan? That's the other thing. We it get, it's easy to get mixed up here in the United States. Who's the president here? of India is Ramnath Kavand. Kavind. Okay. I, I just I do remember hearing um, interviews with him. I don't know if he met with Trump virtually or in real life or whatever, but I don't know. I think I don't know. I, I do remember, but I, I I don't really know much about I, I thought there Indian yeah. politics. I don't in the culture. I don't either. And I but I here's the thing. I couldn't tell you. I like the food. I, I like the food and like Mexico. I don't know who's the president there either. I like the food. Canada. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have food in Canada. I guess they I, don't. Then they, Poutine. They, did, they got, uh, well, yeah, French fries with gravy. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and they don't like Americans a lot. But, uh, yeah. And they've got Trudeau. So I guess it, we, I know a little bit about them. But I'm American, and I don't like Americans a lot. I okay, think the so. bar, you know, the, it's, I don't like most of them. Well, you know, I've then, met most of them and I don't like them. Yeah. And going forward now that, uh, okay. At the, at the end of two twelve, you were, you were having dreams about, um, your, your COVID vaccine. Episode two twelve, not 2012. Not that you would say two twelve for 2012, but yes, I was. Yeah. You, yes. Yeah, it, uh, Thank you. I for, did. Yeah. Right. I just moments ago, 
uh, finishing up the week, the uh, the episode from two weeks ago, I was mentioning some dreams. You, you were, COVID. Yeah, your cats dreams. hate you now. Your cats, you're, you're feeling uh, some some ambivalence. It seemed like from your cats because the cats are now. Uh, the well, you've been you've been. Away. They don't see me much, and I don't think they care really. Well, they're cats. They but, just, they're waiting for you to die so that they can eat your face. But so when you come back, do they do they do they greet you enthusiastically? Do they are they standoffish? Um, no, they're not standoffish. I mean, if they're around when I walk in the door, and I walked in the door this morning, Saturday, March twentieth, um, at like six a.m. Uh, from having worked the night before, right? And uh, I was pretty pretty damn tired. And I I, uh, I I think I saw both of them right outside, and I and one of them came in, and the other one didn't. Then I had some cat treats, so I got the other one to come in, gave them the cat treats, and then one of them may have gone back out, and then I think the other one did hop. Both of them ended up in here somehow, I, and they seem to like the companionship and the attention we have, to a certain degree on their terms. We we have a friend, and this is going to sound like like a made up story because when she was telling me this, uh, I I was. Uh, too stunned for words, but uh, I didn't know exactly how to react because, uh, well, let's see what you think. So, so they've got a cat that's um, been, uh, it's been a problem cat since they, they got it. And um, there are a couple family members that uh, are, are in favor of keeping the problem cat. And then there's a couple other family members that uh, think that the cat needs to go down the road because there are lots of good cats in the world. But this cat that they've got is, uh, it uh, is fond of, uh, of uh doing its business uh in, in places it shouldn't uh, when when they, mm-hmm. they they go to a a very um huge effort to make sure that everything's uh, clean and that they've got uh it all set up and then it's good to go for leroy leroy the cat is, is set up and he's got a place to, to to go and they it's gotten to the point where they have to lock him in a certain area of the basement of the home until he's done his business and they know that he's done his business and um, then they can let him out into the rest of the house and uh to do his thing otherwise he's going to do it in the couch i guess he's got a spot in the couch where he likes to he likes to do it and and if he feels like he's being uh things aren't going his way he, he gets in these uh um he gets in these periods where he wants to pee all over everything too so that they've uh, they've had some furniture and rugs and things that have basically been ruined by this cat and so uh yeah they've they've uh what what can you do you know the cats do things you know like the the general rule of thumb i guess with with cat owners would be you know get a get a cat box that's that they like like i said and it's clean and it's got convenient location all of that stuff they've done so they they uh, okay i i didn't realize there was such a thing i didn't realize you could you could do this but uh uh they apparently hired i don't know how much this cost but they have spent um they've spent some money um locally local dollars <laughs> on a cat whisperer a, a cat there's a mm-hmm. there's a mm-hmm. woman who mm-hmm. who purports to be mm-hmm. uh a, right yes. a a scam artist yeah. basically well, is seems, what they hired they hired <laughs> it seems like it you know so um uh-huh. and i so they've got this person coming over who's uh who's uh, analyzing talking to a crazy know, person she's, uh-huh. yeah she's in their home they let the crazy person in their home and the crazy person is trying to channel whatever is going on with the cat and and is going to tell them i guess at some point um what's wrong in the cat's life what what the cat needs what what you know mm-hmm. you know what's what's in it for the cat why the cat is shitting the cat's uh-huh. apparently going to tell her i'm, I'm doing this mm-hmm. thing because uh-huh. yeah and i I, I have a I have a book called How to Talk to Cats. It was given to me by my aunt Mary years ago. The book may have been written in the seventies. And when I was on Periscope, I used to read from this book because it was ridiculously stupid and funny. And this woman was a crazy cat lady who identified more with cats than people. It would it would seem from yeah. her writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, I, and I have the solution for them. And for all cat owners, which is of what? how to deal with cats. How would you deal with that? Don't own cats. <laughs> that's it. That's it. There you go. So that's that, the solution. That's why John's away for for two weeks at a time working. So, <laughs> no, so I, I I do 
I like my cats. So you get home at six in the I love morning. My cats. So you get home at six in the morning uh, without giving out any real specifics about what it is that you're doing with uh, the national interest, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, security. No, uh, yeah. I mean, for me, it's a professional thing because of the job that I have with my union, and I'm I'm very uh, glad to be working. That you know, I don't want to reveal too much about shows sure. that I'm working on or anything personal because I just know my myself and my personality and I will innocently share a story that I think is anecdotally funny or interesting and then I'll be like, you know what, that's not really meant for uh, public consumption at this point. Sure, but without giving up really anything like that. So you're driving a star car. You've already told us that. Um, yes, that's true. So, so there, you've got um, somebody that's in a production that's that's the lead in the production. So you got home at six in the morning. So what I'm wondering was, did you drop them off at like four a.m. or or what? So right. So so I mean so the, um, I it was four fifteen a.m. Dropped them off in Manhattan. And uh, it took me uh, like 23 minutes to get back to Staten Island. So like you, so you know that for the most part, I've told you this, that I, I tend to stay in the home that I grew up in on Staten Island, yes. which is very close to the Verrazano Bridge that connects Staten Island to Brooklyn, which gets me to my pickup point. If I stayed in New Jersey, it would take much longer. In the room that you actually had growing up in as a child. That's no, one. it's not the same room. I mean, that's a better story with you know my Dio and and, and Iron Maiden posters. But no, it's not that. Um, it's 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 a, a a room that didn't exist. It was not an addition exactly, or it existed in a different form. So I just stay in this room, and and so so uh, typically on a Friday, like last Friday, right? The 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 after the tenth day of shooting. Mm -hmm. I I went straight. I had a duffel bag packed, and I yes. went straight to Susie's in Connecticut, and I stayed for the entire weekend. And then I got up at like three, four o'clock, and like at three thirty in the morning on Monday to give myself. It took an hour and a half to get to the pickup in Manhattan, which gave me so. And I like to be an hour early for my pickup, so I ended up getting you know whatever time. Uh, like I was, I was there by like six thirty for my seven thirty pickup, something like that. So on a on a Friday, that's the logistical question mark of what am I going to do? Like, okay, we're getting out of here at three forty five a.m. I'm shooting on Staten Island. I'm eight minutes from my parents' house, where I can drop off the work car and pick up my personal car to go where I want to go because I don't, I won't use the work car for errands and doing stuff. But I will, if I'm just going to Susie's, I don't have to use the car and I'm not going to, you know, add an hour and a half at that time of the morning, right? It cuts into the time. So it's logistically a challenging thing, but I mean, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the clock for most of the hours that I work and I'm very well compensated for those hours, but the hours are kind of stupid. You know, they start, you know, I pick her up 6.30 a.m. on Monday, this coming Monday, which means I'm up by like four, 4.30 at the latest and get there by 5.30, you know, 5.45. And then, uh, and by, by the f end of the week, Friday, we'll probably be starting as late as like two o'clock, three o'clock right. and not going to get home until early, early Saturday morning. So it's a, it's, it's a mind fuck for your mind, for your body and sleep schedule. I mean, uh, yeah. for the last three to four weeks, I've slept between three and five hours at best. So on the set, uh, the people that are around mm -hmm. and hanging around, uh, is, yeah. is this, uh, and we were talking a little bit about the COVID thing. So are, are people getting, uh, is there a vaccination program within that world or do they got to step outside that world to make that happen? How's, how's that going on? I mean, wait, wait, wait. What's that? Sorry. So, at on the set, I mean, all the people that are on, because you guys are, you know, your livelihood depends on the fact that nobody's, you know, testing positive. Yeah. So testing I, positive for sure, for sure. Right, and you got all these, you know, protocols we've talked about that that you know the normal right testing protocols, masking, physical oh, distancing, et cetera, et cetera. But, yes, but they're that's not, all in place. You, but there's no there's no vac vaccinations going on within the work environment there. No, no, no vaccinations. No, I've not heard anything about vaccinations in the business and the whole thing. So I've told you in the past that I I've tested right, and so they usually have like three or four zones, right? So like a plus zone would be anyone, particularly actors. 
right. where, uh, and it's the red zone, A+, plus, and it means that they are going to be around one another without masks, right? Okay. And then you have zone A, which would be non-actors, but the first assistant director, the script supervisor, the director of photography, all of those people that camera operators, you know, the camera assistant, anyone that has to be that close to the actors when the actors are unmasked. Mm-hmm. So, and believe me, I'm not there, right? So, on this job, like, then there's zone B, which I think tested, I don't know if they test two times a week, and I don't really know what zone B is. I don't have the call sheet in front of me, so I can't really see the definition of this stuff. And then there's zone C. So, zone C would be anyone that works on the production, but they do not need to be anywhere near the unmasked actors, actors with masks, et cetera, et cetera. And in the past, so most of those people in my department driving the camera truck, whatever, you know, the, the prop truck, the set dressing are, are considered that usually zone C, except for the van drivers are typically zone A because you're driving all the crew members, you know, at some point or another, or an actor or actors. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and so, so when I got there, it's like, I'm driving the lead actress who is also like the creator, not the creator, but like the showrunner, writer on the show and director. She's directing like half the episodes with another director, right? So so I'm driving her and she's in the car. She was in a Chevy Suburban with me, but then she wanted something smaller. So we get something small. It's a Ford Taurus, black on black, black leather. It looks like a cop car. Crazy. I mean, it's everyone says it, people I work with and then people on the street. And so, and, and, and I have... Uh, the the suburban didn't have any no it did have a divider it had a plexiglass divider that was attached to the you know between the front and the back sure. cab yeah, kind of yeah. like a taxi but it was like it was right. someone cut it from like the rental company when i swapped it out enterprise rent a car didn't have a divider and they right. don't do that yeah so i ended up buying a shower curtain framing out me so i put that up between the two of them and i but nonetheless like on day one i'm like um yeah, I'm zone C and I'm testing once, but doesn't it make sense that I'm in a car with the director and lead actress of the show most days for at least 15 minutes, actually in each direction, 30 minutes a day. Doesn't it make sense that, because what if I only test on a Monday and then I somehow get it midweek and then I test positive the following Monday? Well, now you contact Trace. Well, guess what? The show's going to shut down, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, hey, do whatever you want. It's your protocols. You have the things in. I mean, are you, is it worth saving the money? Because yeah. Yeah. if either of them test positive, the show shuts down, not just because they tested positive, but because you can't make the show without the director and the lead actress. She's in like almost every scene. So, so again, so I, I, all the protocols are there. You know, you check in every day, you check your temperature, you ask the questionnaire that most people in this country that go out in the world that have to go into a government building know the questionnaire. You know, are you feeling sick, fever, et cetera, et cetera? Have you been exposed to anyone? Have you been outside of the state to anywhere other than these states because the COVID rates are higher? It's like all down the line. No, 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 no. Boom. But you, you, and then you check in and then you get your wristband or whatever. And you do the testing for me. It's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so all those things are there. Um, I see plenty of people close to one another, plenty of people not wearing their mask all the time. Um, you know, uh, the actress and the director don't always wear their mask in the back. And I'm just like, okay, you know, like I, 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 I'm not, that concerned about it for me i just don't want to like i just drove kylie my daughter kylie and her friend um to someone else's house they have a dance competition Mm -hmm. kylie's not gonna perform because she hurt her ankle but she's going anyway to be supportive and i had both of them wear i wore my mask and i had both of them sit in the back seat and wear their masks you know and for me for more than anything else it's like of course i don't want to get it but i also don't want to test positive and then not be able to work you know, even if they pay me for 10 days not right. to work, sure, I'd rather work than not work, <laughs> you know? And, and I also like testing three days a week because if I test positive, if I test positive, I want to know about it, <laughs> you know, I want to know, and yeah. I want to make sure that I take all the precautions to make sure my health is good. 
And are there people that you know of like there that are saying I've been vaccinated and I'm just completely not, you know, not worried? <laughs> no. About and my understanding is that even if you are vaccinated and you're working on a production, you're still going to have to get tested and wear your mask and all that jazz. But I don't know that as fact. I yeah. just, that's, that's my speculation more than anything else. That's one of those, you know, that's one of those. And I don't know within, you know, within that world, what, what they're using for, uh, you know, for a, uh, uh, their reasoning, I guess, behind all. I know that the, the, the you know, the, uh, the official word for a while there was that, you, that we would all be doing that. But apparently the, uh, from what CDC is saying now, and a lot of the science that's actually out there now is saying that, uh, once you're vaccinated, that's, you're not spreading it and you're not, you're, you a, you can't get it and B, you can't spread it. So, um, right. yeah, it's kind of based on some junk. Well, junk, I mean, anecdotally, science. I was, I was just talking to my cousin, my cousin's wife, and, and she works in retail at a clothing store, and, and apparently someone she works with tested positive, and there were two positive cases, and she was asking me about it because she knows that Susie is at J. Crew as a manager, and she asked about like what the protocols are there and how they handle things. And so, but, and again, this is anecdotal, obviously, like many things are, is that she said that the woman's mother the young manager, whatever, the young person that tested positive whom she works with, um, apparently the mother who had gotten her vaccines tested positive as well. Again, I don't know what that means. I don't know that it means yeah. she can spread it, et cetera, et cetera. And again, and it may not even be true. And, and so the one thing that gets me, and I think I've mentioned this before, is that when it comes to testing po positive uh, at our job, uh, and this is probably across the country. HIPAA is would would mean that nobody else should know that you tested positive. Exactly. Yeah. Now, depending on the size of your workplace, and even if you work with 150 people, if like the second assistant director, who's an important part, just doesn't show up for 10 days, and you didn't hear about them going to another job, chances are they got COVID, right? But if they don't so, tell, if they don't tell anybody or want anybody to be told, it's their their. It, it it gets out though. It gets out so quickly. It's yeah. it's like a game of telephone. Oh sure. And yeah. so, and I've I've heard it. I've heard it on other jobs. I've heard about. And I, I mean, obviously, it's it's very likely I'm going to hear who tested positive driving. You know, the actress who's the direct who's also a director and a, you know, because she's going to be talking to the other director and they're right, going to be talking right, about right. stuff. Right. So I'm, I mean, you know, this, this sneeze guard plastic shower curtain doesn't muffle the sound, you know, and I'm, I'm just one of those, I'm not an intentional eavesdropper, but I'll focus on the road, but I have trouble not hearing stuff, no, you know? And then when it comes fair, to stuff yeah. like that, I don't want to share it because the thing is I, the whole idea of someone testing positive, regardless of what you think their life and lifestyle is, I don't think there's much value in shaming someone. For testing positive no not at all i mean because it's i mean what what good would that do i mean right and 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 i've heard stories of people that they did everything right no i stayed in for months and months and i ordered i only ordered food i'm not contactless and then i went out once and i got it and i was masked i had two masks on seven masks i wore all the masks and i got it okay well you know what i don't know i just i don't know I don't know. You know, I don't. I just don't think that people really think someone who tells that story, they're missing something. They're not remembering everything in every place that they've been, or they're editing, or I don't know, trying to. I don't know what it's happening. Yeah, because that seems odd to me. It, it, it doesn't come from nowhere. It does, you know, not, and, yeah. so. and 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 I and I I don't necessarily believe it comes from uh, contacts. You know, from surfaces and such. Right. I, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I, I don't know that they know that for sure. I, well, they're figuring stuff out, I guess. So it'll be a while before we we get the whole story. But yeah, it doesn't, right. doesn't sound yeah. like and, it. and it's not that I don't care. It's just I, I whatever it takes for us to move forward, for things to be open, and for us to not, you know, that uh, my whole thing is is that I've got it pretty good when I work. Yeah, it sucks having to wear the mask and having to interact with people you may or may not have worked with, with a mask and not even knowing or recognizing who someone is. It, it has an impact on, on the flow of the work, right? It's not as socially communal that is helpful and conducive to the work, right? When you know someone and you work with them and you reckon, like, I swear, I see people all the time and I'm like, I don't know which person that is. I've confused people for other people. I mean, that may be part of my old brain, but it doesn't help. 
It doesn't help the the creative process. Right. But we're working and making stuff. And all I guess that matters really is what happens on the screen. And nobody would know the better. Yeah. It's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be interesting to figure out. I was reading an article this week uh, that was uh, something that Reason Magazine put together, which Reason Magazine has got a libertarian sort of vent to it. um, So you can take that with a grain of salt. But um, they um, were um, basically, the idea of the story was that they were trying to figure out if and when there will be something that resembles uh, herd immunity, which according to them, they looked at, there's been a, a variety of, of surveys or studies, I guess is what it would be, that um, where serology testing is being used, um, not as a primary function. Okay, so if you were, like for, for instance, um, you're uh, going in and you have dialysis, um, they test your blood when you get dialysis. Well, they're doing serology testing on these patients, and there's a variety of other um, instances where, where serology testing is being done on large groups of people. Like I said, not primarily to test for COVID, but be, as long as they've got the blood and they're testing it for a bunch of other stuff, they're also doing COVID testing on these people to see if did, did they have it. Okay, the number mm-hmm. of people, if, if you compare the people uh, looking at multiple studies that have been done in these various various medical you know medical instances the uh, number of people that they're finding out that have had covid is roughly 2 to 3 team 2 to 3 times higher than what the CDC was reporting as far as the number would be because they all all they're getting is um, the serology tests that are actually done with COVID being uh, the primary source of what they're looking for. A lot of people, sure, you know, if if you've maybe had a case that was asymptomatic or you had very light, you know, felt like you had a runny nose, some something really minor for a couple of days, and it went away. You you know you didn't know you had it so uh, anyway when when they t- take that number and put that number together the number that's that's higher than what they than what the CDC number is and you put that together with the amount of vaccinations that are taking place across the country and in all states and put that together according to them they're saying that probably in all likelihood by April 15th we will uh, have over 70% of the population will either have had covid and uh, you know basically they're immune at that point or right they they've been um, vaccinated right. So, so and, we will be open by Easter, but not last Easter. This Easter yeah, is so, maybe what might happen. Not exactly, because I don't think it will follow that all states will quote unquote open. Yeah, well, they won't because fully because we've got no, they won't. Yeah, got liability and lots various, of issues. Various places we got some places where um, the governors, uh, you know, New York and the governor of California, right now, just they're kind of at, at the spot where kind of where Trump was at the end of his. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, oh, Cuomo, Cuomo, now now uh, Ronan, Ronan Farrow is on Cuomo now with an expose piece. And uh, yeah, it's just a matter, yeah, matter it's a of downward time. spiral. Again, I, I, we talk, I think we talked about it um, in the last episode, maybe. I don't know. Is my, my, thing with, my thing with Cuomo is he wrote that book, man. He wrote that book while in office. You're, you're like, you're, you, you wrote a book about, you know, Touting yourself, I didn't read the book, but yeah, it, I don't know yeah. what it's called. But it was like the COVID handling, and it and it's just like, mm, yeah. How about you? We wait. How about we wait on that? Well, I heard I heard De Blasio talking about him on, and uh, De Blasio is just like, yeah, we need to we need to basically. He, he wasn't even saying impeach him. He was basically saying we need to remove him from office. So you got the mayor of New York, the major city in you know in the state that. Cuomo's governor of, and so here's de Blasio, who's, okay, take that with a grain of salt as well, but um, he's saying he needs to be criminally charged immediately, that he's, you know, basically is responsible for, you know, tens of thousands of deaths by covering things up, and he, and he, and he said out loud mm. he was given money by the, um, by the companies that are running the nursing homes, and that he basically took bri- mm. bribes, is what he's saying, or campaign contributions is what he was uh, well i i uh, and you know you've talked about de blasio and i didn't realize de blasio that's not even his actual name did you know that 
He, no, no, I didn't know that. Are you serious? Serious. That's a made-up name. He made it's, and it's actually, I guess he's had, I can't remember the name he was born with, but he's, uh, he's had three other. This is the third identity or the third name that he's had. He's he he was born whatever. He changed his name one time prior to being Bill De Blasio, and then he decided at some point. I don't know why he chose de Blasio, which sounds like a strange name choice to me, just because it sounds, uh, it's, I, it's a weird, I found his name, his, his original name, Warren Wilhelm Jr. So he went from Warren Wilhelm Jr. to something in the middle. And then he decided at some point he was going to be Bill de Blasio. <laughs> but to me, I, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily have the time to go into that rabbit hole of how that happened. And, and, is he Italian? Uh, was he Italian? Is uh, I don't under like it's a it's a I don't know how you get from Warren Wilhelm Jr. to Bill De Blasio. Wilhelm sounds German, so I don't know who knows, but um, it, it's probably watered down enough that it doesn't matter. But yeah, it's a it's a bizarre thing. So anyway, you got him, and then in California, they're basically trying to recall a governor there too. So. I don't know. We've got a, a weird, weird thing to. I just hope science is able to do what it's supposed to do in the end, and we'll actually get real answers to a lot of these questions. And politics um, will not prevent that from happening. Uh, it, like now, when you say certain things, to, well, it's been like that from the beginning. You know, you got to be careful who you, who you mention things to about. You know, well, I heard that. You know through whatever whatever we, we've got these political lines that have been drawn if you're on this side you believe this and if you're on that side you believe this and and the idea that um we're going to figure out in the end um you know did did this come from a laboratory was this something that was uh grown in the laboratory and somehow gotten into the world or was it something that you know jumped from pe person to person or monkey to monkey or whatever we'll, we'll I don't know. I just hope we're, we're able to figure all that stuff out at some point. And, and, um, what works and what doesn't work. Like, it seems like what they've been, that they've figured out now is, um, we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to, we're going to be surprised at some of the things that, uh, we thought were true and that maybe weren't. So who knows? I don't know. I don't want to get yeah, I, I, I mean, the, the things, the things that I don't want, I don't want, any of the QAnon conspiracies to be true. I really don't. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I don't want any extreme things that seem ridiculous or implausible or no way to be true because then then the you know, the wheels are completely off. I like more know. than now. I you know, know. I, I, I I think it's dangerous. Yeah. I don't know what the QAnon I don't know what those. I don't even know what the conspiracy. I know what some of them. Oh, I've heard some of them. I listen. I'm not a. I'm not a student of QAnon, um, and you know the more I, I don't know. I I, I feel like I want to unsubscribe from most things. Yeah, I'm with you, and I, I pretty much. You have. know, I, I mean, I don't want to live under a rock, but I I, I kind of want to just. I want to put myself in some sort of positive bubble and 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 deal with whatever my anger and issues are and i'm not great at it and i i i want to i do want to be better and i and i feel like in some ways on a small level i'm doing it i don't know how to do it on a bigger or global level or like you know i don't know i mean other than to just try to be positive with people and and nice and kind to them and and kind of see them you know like no you know what i mean whether i'm working with them or just passing them in passing yeah, you know? yeah. I, the, the living under a rock thing. Uh, I'm, I'm getting so. Uh, I'm willing to get uh, further under the rock lately. And I used to, very recently, up until very recently, I guess. Um, I always felt like I should try to be looking for these fair sources of information and at least try to keep uh, abreast of what's going on. Uh, and be kind of informed about what what's happening. Although what I've caught myself doing is, um, it's so hard to to avoid a confirmation bias. I mean, you're going to find something. You're going to find a. You're going to find something that reaffirms the way you want to feel, no matter what that is. 
And so, you know, if, if you're right. evil and hateful and you want to find something about the other team, the other squad, the other the other tribe mm-hmm. that's evil and hateful, you're going to be able to find that. And, uh, and you're going to be able to find it real readily. And it's struck me along along the, the the last few months how I've had conversations with people and something will come up and I'll mention something that 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 I know is true that has happened and I'll, I'll start talking about it a little bit and they'll say well I haven't even heard that where did you hear that and I realize that we're, we're in these mental mental cul-de-sacs where we, we get stuck in these places where we don't even hear stories that that are occurred if it's something that benefits one one tribe they hear the story if it's something that benefits the other tribe they hear the story but they don't hear they don't actually hear much in the middle or and they certainly don't hear the other guy's story and to know the the one story or the other in my mind it doesn't benefit me in the end or and it doesn't benefit society at all it's like if i go to uh, uh you know i'm sitting in the driveway with a few people and we're having a beer and they start talking about um you know voter suppression or something and i can say well i know that voter suppression is an issue because blah 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 um well do i really i, I don't i don't have any fucking idea really i've just right, read right. some some story that you know and, and i'm parroting some bullshit that it may or may not be bullshit i don't know but i it's really mm-hmm. hard to know both sides of the story and and to have empathy and intelligence to mm-hmm. to the level that you can speak mm-hmm. uh, you, you can speak to both sides a little bit and realize where the middle ground is is really hard to find. And a lot of times that middle ground, in my mind, it's it's not that important to even know what, where where it is or what it's about because most of these quote unquote issues. They're, they're not with us for long enough. They pass and they go away. And so for me to try to waste my time and my effort and my mental energy or anxiety trying to trying to know more about that, lately I've been trying to find out less about that. And I've gotten suckered into some stuff lately where um, I'm, I'm like, I've eliminated all these sources out of Twitter. I, I still look at Twitter, but I've gotten rid of a lot of stuff that's, you know, is about politics or is about whatever. So a lot of stuff's in there is... Um, it's a lot of it sports and i just look at it's just something to look at and that's that's kind of happy stuff but then on the side they've got the trending thing so i see the trending thing pops up and I, so the other day the trending thing popped up and there's um the name was on there was uh, uh joyce behar whatever her name is the and for some reason I, yeah joy behar joy the behar, comedian joy. who's on the the voice yeah and for some reason i clicked on it and when i clicked on it i started reading it and i realized this is how i get down this rabbit hole of of, of trying to form these opinions about things that aren't aren't even that, that, that doesn't matter do, do i care what joy behar thinks about world politics I, I really don't and i and i shouldn't and i and i and um if there's somebody that's the the polar opposite of her on some other side of the you know she's a liberal if there's some um some some guy that's or some woman or something that's a, a got the conservative viewpoint do i need to know her viewpoint and her viewpoint and try to figure out what's what's real and what's not no i really don't i don't i don't really care about either right. one, one of their viewpoints i'm better off ignoring well, the whole fucking thing i, I really am yeah, I mean, I, I I know that you and I have talked about politicians and not as much about politics other than you are more of a libertarian and, and actually seem to have a strong dislike for politicians and politics. Um, it would seem, but I don't want to tell you how you think. I mean, I mean, would you agree with that for well, the most part? I, I, I think that um, I think that they're all a skepticism or something i, I, I don't want to I, say I, a, yes I, I i think that there are we have these these um two tribes um that have you know that are dominating you know the, the world and i think that the what i think is for the most part the loudest voices from the right and the left and the stuff that's getting that typically gets uh, the the attention of people and when they start um mm-hmm. stories become stories from one side or the mm-hmm. other you know whether it's like right. uh, QAnon or whether it's something about right. um um whatever um mo- more often than not those are the crazy people out of out of that party that when they get all the voice and we end up um believing stories that are true in a lot of cases that are completely made up fabrication and on both sides this this happens and the politicians on both sides of the of the aisle i think um they've gotten so tribal with the way they operate that they i i just can't think of a single one that that i know of that i could look at and go well that guy i think is going to give me a a 
uh, real answer. They they just don't. They they just they 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 they, they right don't. right. Does this fit their agenda? Yeah. Does it fit the thing that they need to or want to say? And how are they going to communicate it? And are they going to give an honest answer that goes against what they believe or whatever? If if the evidence shows something contrary to right. what their base or what they want to put out there yeah. and, and uh, integrity over. And that's, that's one of the reasons that I had a great deal of respect for a, uh, not a great deal, but some level of respect for the handful of Republicans that came out about what happened on January 6th. Right. Because now it's like, you're going like that, that you're saying that was not okay. It wasn't necessarily full on. You are a hundred percent responsible for this, but there is some culpability there. Right. There's uh, and, and so in the sense that that is going to hurt them politically, but it's sort of to me, it's a wake up call of and, and again, they, some of them may have had an agenda. You know, I was thinking about uh, an Illinois congressman, I believe, and yeah. I think he was a freshman congressman. We talked about it's it. Once. The but Ma again, the grocery store guy, Meyer. I think it's the one I don't remember. Know. Yeah. I mean, and maybe he has money and maybe it's different for him. And I don't know his full story or perspective, mm -hmm. but again, superficially, I'm like, okay, I respect the idea that you're saying something contrary to what your party is saying, and you're not just voting against uh, along party lines, or you're not speaking along party lines, you know, whereas, you know, the, the senator, the senatorial candidate from, you know, from, from Georgia, from was, I forgot her name, but even her campaigning and everything was so extreme pro-Trump to win the election, right? So like at what cost? You know, right? Like yeah. you can agree with some things and some policy. You can agree with all of the things. If that's what you feel, that's what you think. That's great. But like, but if you don't believe those things, you're really going to allow, I mean, but that's the way of the world. The world is to sell your ideas. Sell your, I mean, you know, so I, I don't know that you have the handshake people left. They look you in the eyes and they say, well, I, I promise I'm going to do this. No, they just don't give you an answer. Yeah. Or they, you know, uh, avoid not not just politicians. I'm talking about a business. I'm talking about a lot of things. But you know, I, I don't know. I I don't have that level of having to be that way, other than as an individual to be true to my word and be decent to other people, and and hope that you know when I slip, as someone is there to tell me or call me out if I'm not, you know, if I'm too delusional to realize I'm a hypocrite. I fucked up. Sure. You know, yeah. I just. You know, we have this platform, but, you know, how many people are we accountable to in our lives? You and I, you know, our immediate family and maybe close friends uh, and colleagues occasionally. Exactly. It's different. Yeah. There's, there's so many levels. So it's not to say I'm not going to talk shit about anyone on this podcast, uh, but I, I, I think I've, tr I've tried to be a little bit more careful or mindful of that uh, because of, I don't want to be a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when I, I look at, don't. when I look at, you know, you're saying more libertarian, I guess I would like to see, uh, generally, I, I don't think the government is going to, um, in very, very many instances can, uh, can do things well as far as just running anything as far as the, the, the areas where people think that, um, like with healthcare and stuff like that is, will government run healthcare a larger involvement with with that make life better for americans I, I i don't think so i mean i think we should create ways for people to as an example um not be poor or broke or not have health care but to have the government running it entirely um you know i don't know how you meld private you know, like a private industry, a completely private industry, like like healthcare systems are, with the government paying the tab entirely to those people. I, I, I don't know how that would work. So, so there's stuff like that that I, I stay away from. But generally, I mean, I've got a lot of really liberal sort of viewpoints as well. I just think that we can keep, for the most part, just try to keep the government out of it. And I'm I'm going to try. My my goal is, uh, I want to be as as uh, unversed on local events concerning politics that I'm at some gathering and there's people and they're talking about uh, the XYZ story from that week from whatever politician or whatever who said what or who did what or um, what happened that week and I want to have virtually zero idea about what they're talking about and I want to have the acumen at that point 
to try to change the subject to something else. <laughs> change the subject, step away, and if it's worth finding out about, start from scratch and try to find like non-biased stories. Yeah, I don't, and I, no, I don't know that there. Are I don't not, think they exist. I don't think they exist either. I really don't. Because well, yeah, yeah, it is challenging to get to get information and get factual information where you can come to your own conclusion. I, I, I uh, you know, the last episode we, we had talked about Mark Maron a little bit and, uh, you know, in retrospect about what you were saying, it was more about, you were talking about his, um, you know, him being a sober guy and him bringing it up and talking about it a lot. And I totally understand that. I don't have a problem with that, but, but the thing that I didn't notice on the, I think it was the last episode I was doing and it realizes that, um, he, he believes that he is right. And the other people, he seems to believe that he is right and the other people are idiots and says as much when it comes to <laughs> someone that doesn't believe what he believes, right? About, Pretty but much, I, I yeah. think, I think he's, he is, he seems to be a very angry guy. Okay. He's trying and, not to be, and, trying not to be. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and trying not to be and fighting it. But I, I, I've, I've been listening to Joe Rogan more, not more than, but more than I had in the past. You know, I just listened to Jim Brewer on his show. I like Jim Brewer and think Jim Brewer is very funny. And and uh, and I and the one thing I think Joe Rogan, because of the UFC, because of his tattoos, because of his build, kind of gets a bad rap in terms of from from people that don't listen to him at all. Right? I don't listen to the MMA things. I don't listen to a lot of the fighting. Th if I'm not interested in the guests, I'm not going to listen. It's you know because you're you're dealing with it an hour, one to four hour investment. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but but it, it is it is Joe Rogan seems to have to be a lot more open minded and curious, and he seems to be a good listener. If you know uh, whomever his guest is, and I would imagine that that follows him through life, right? And he doesn't seem like a bad dude. No, it's I'm not saying Mark Maron does. You know, so so I think for me that's sort of the part I like, you know, and he, and he doesn't, he doesn't pump up who he thinks he is, what he knows, how smart he is. It's, it's the opposite. He kind of downplays it. You know, there's a lot of luck in just who he is. So, so I, I enjoy being able to listen to that kind of level of an unfiltered long form conversation with someone who, who tends to know what they are talking about. You yes, know, yes. You know, you know I, I tapped out a little bit, a little bit with the when 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 Rogan and and Jim Brewer were talking a little bit about trans and trans stuff, and like it's like I kind of tap out because it's like I just I just don't know. I mean, I don't disagree that that a teenage uh, a teenager should be getting hormone treatments and and making life decisions, but again, it's not. I don't have a horse in the race. I don't mean to say it that way, but you know what I mean. I I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's a, a very complex subject. I, I read a, a yeah. Uh, I was going to say I read a book, but actually I listened to an audio book um, that's uh, about the subject that was uh, through a lot of facts and figures out there. That uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's complex. It, it really is. Uh, yeah, and and again, and and it's just and and if if it were something to hit me hit home personally for me, how would I look at it? What would I do? There'd be a level of emotions, and then facts, and this and that, and probably more emotions than anything else. And it's like it doesn't affect me in that way. So it's. I, I don't want to be frustrated or angry or say, this is right, this is wrong, this is, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just, I'm going to keep going back to that. Just, I mean, I well, want to be a decent human being and, and, and treat people with respect and see that person, whoever that person is. You know, I don't have to agree with, but I want to respect that thing. Yeah. Not to the point where, that we're trying to flip things upside down and make all the, I don't know, but I don't want to be angry about that either because how did it really affect me? What did it do to me? <laughs> Did it, did no, it hold me back? I don't know. I don't think yeah, so. Like I said, unless it's, is, it's, is it in your life? Is it something that you're dealing yeah. with? So, okay, to be on top of a subject like, you know, the trans thing or whatever with kids or whatever, or is it, is it, is it affecting you directly? Do you need to be uh, the type of person that's uh, always speaking about that or any other subject that really doesn't uh, affect you or, or it doesn't inform anything about your life? because you have an opinion do you need to make that known to people constantly there, there are people that do that and uh, yeah that's i think you're better off not not being that person i think listening to uh, other people makes more sense than running your own mouth about it so and that's that's where i'm at you know, so the, the, the th i was going to talk about the thing about marion because we did i kind of go off on that and that's where the last episode kind of went off the rails as far as we were talking about that stuff and trying to 
and take it somewhere. And then it didn't go anywhere because of our technical issues. But um, I don't have a problem with Marin talking about his sober life. And I know he gets a lot of sober guests on. And I think he, he um, maybe sometimes he chooses people because of that. Um, he does kind of go um, quiet when people aren't of that of that world. Um, and uh, I understand why he does that. And uh, the point I, I think I was... Uh, I was ruminating in my head with with something that I wasn't very clear about was people that I I know people that I've some people that I've grown up with and some people that um, that I've that I've just been around a lot as an adult that um, I I know a guy as an example that um, just recently on social media made a big deal of, that he was sober for twenty years twenty years sober okay okay right. I know this guy. I've known him his whole life, and I know for sure this guy was never. He he. he I, I swear to God, I was running him a lot, and he never had a problem with alcohol. He was a very very. He was kind of one of these people that, um, you know, if he if he had a couple of drinks, he'd throw up. I mean, it was one of those kind of things. It was he just never. It was never a drinker, and um, not even a little bit hardly. Um, and like, if you'd go out, you know, but people would be pounding beers, his friends and, and the people that were hanging around him, you know, a bunch of people, you know, he'd like be at somebody's house and, you know, people would drink, you know, five or six drinks, you know, one of those kind of evenings, one of those things where, you know, he'd drink you know, a glass of champagne and end up throwing up out by the bushes or something. One of those sort of things. Right. But. Well, I would say that if you drink one glass of alcohol, champagne in particular, and you throw it behind the bushes, you do have a problem with alcohol. But not that kind of problem. You do. Not that kind of problem. Well, no, again, I don't know. I mean, you know, but so, I mean. Not, not liking, what, not liking yeah. alcohol. And there are a bunch of people that don't like alcohol, and it doesn't it doesn't go well with 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 their, their stomach and their that sort of thing. There are people that, you hear them a lot, of, they'll say, yeah, I drank a little bit when I was younger, and, and uh, it, it just it wasn't my thing. Um, and they'll leave it at that, but but to mm -hmm. but to come out with these things constantly, where they're saying I'm 20 years sober. I, I well, look, I, I, I'm like shut I, up. I I'm just I, I'm like shut up. I, nobody wants to hear it. No, I mean, I mean, well, I don't think I I don't think that's true. I think that someone who has a problem, if they catch that on a particular day, and they read this thing is that maybe it does help them, right? Even if their story is different. Maybe for whatever reason, that story helps that person, right? You don't want to hear it. Listen, I don't necessarily want to hear it. Like, I don't I don't care if I hear it. If I hear it, great. You know, great. Good for you. Uh, I, I haven't had a drink in over a year. And, and it's the second time I've gone, the last time I went 11 months without drinking. It was a choice I made. Right. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. I don't consider myself a sober guy. And and sort of and if somehow anecdotally someone hears me talking about that and they want to talk to me about it, I'll talk to them about it. And if it helps them in some way, great. I didn't, you know, I've gone to two AA meetings in my life. I don't care to or need to label myself. I I I have a good sense that the thing doesn't have a hold on me, you know. But I know that I've had that, that there there were times that I that I was a, a binge drink a binge drinker, and that could be a form of alcoholism. But I don't really technically know what defines alcoholism and whatever and you know and if it affects my life in a negative way but i don't expect that you know 19 years from now i'm gonna put it out in the world i'm 20 years sober same thing with when i was not of eating meat you know yeah i talked about it but it's not like i'm a vegetarian for this amount of it just is right. you know so I, I i i hear where you're coming from but i don't know that like i i i'm not on facebook and but i know that when i was on facebook there were things that drove me nuts and sort of certain declarations that had an earnestness about things, whether it was God, what well, religion, politics, personal goals, and this, they, sometimes they bothered me. Yeah, you know, and I shouldn't. And and I, listen, I, yeah, and so and I posted about my stroke, and I had a few people and did video about it uh, reluctantly, and I had a few people that kind of popped in and tapped out, right. And then I had a couple of other people that came to me and they thanked me and it, and it, and it had a positive impact for them. Now, whether or not they, they changed health behaviors and eating and all that shit, that's whatever they did with it. But again, and that, I didn't know why I was doing it. I was just doing it, you know, I mean, for awareness, I think more than anything, I don't understand the alcoholism thing and the token and the, how many years sober, I think it's for someone who truly is an alcoholic. It's the way that they've gone that long and it reminds them that they are an alcoholic and that just because you've not had a drink in 20 years, you know, maybe not for the guy you were talking about, but I don't know that guy. I don't know. 
that's where I come from on it, you know? I haven't eaten a uh, malted milk ball in 20, 25 <laughs> Milk years. duds? You haven't had a milk dud? I had milk dud last night, but um, malted milk <laughs> ball. <laughs> Malted milk. Malted, those malted milk balls, you know, malted milk balls. They're called malted. Yeah, they're, they're called, I mean, there's a, the brand is called Milk Duds. No, the Milk Duds is something different. A Milk Dud is chocolate with caramel on the inside. Okay. There's these no. malted milk balls, I think, or malted balls, malted something in it, the malted treats. They're like, they got like a foamy sort of malted flavor in the middle. It's not car caramel, caramel, however you want to say it. Um, yeah. Yeah, Whoppers. Whoppers. Yeah, I have not eaten a Whopper. I can tell you right now, um, I'm, I've, I get a 25-year chip. Uh, now, it's probably been 30 years since I've had a Whopper because uh, I, had a, I had an issue with Whoppers. And uh, no, actually, I, I, I... My dad loves them. He used to get them. We gave them for Christmas every year. Well, Cho Chocolate-covered maraschino cherries and those. Like Love the, them. Like the guy with the glass of champagne, the single glass of champagne. I uh, had a, uh, I've had a bad experience uh, as far as uh, going back to throw up in the bushes. Mine was with... Uh, with the, yeah, them those those things, the whoppers, and so I I can't I can't abide the whoppers. But, you know, <laughs> I'm whopper. I, I need my whopper chip card. I want to talk about being whopper free. Uh, and what I'm saying the, is, the, the, but we keep saying whoppers, whoppers, and and people might think Burger King, but these are not Burger King. These are a candy are that candy. you could get at the movie theater they come, when they, they were open. And they come in like a milk carton. It looks like a, a or you can get the half gallon milk carton, yeah. and you could pop that thing open, and you can just tilt it back and have like you know three hundred milk milk dud milk malted milk balls go down your you know your your pie hole. And if I, and if I were to do that, it's going to end up in a situation where I'm going to be out uh, saying insulting things to people uh, in the driveway. I'm going to be uh, I might be shooting at somebody. I might be uh, driving my car in a, in a reckless manner. Uh, it's it's going to be ugly. It's, it's going to be three or four days, and then I'm going to show up at home, and I'm not going to have any recollection of where I was, uh, and uh, it's just going to get really ugly. And so, I, I can't do that. I'm. It's, oh, I know, I know. I, I did the intervention time where it'd be like, oh man, dude, dude, you your breath smells like milk, malted milk. Ugh. <laughs> The fuck uh, you rick you can't go to work like that what the fuck is wrong no with i think you? There, are, there are probably I, I should get i what i should work on is is uh is being more empathetic i, I as, as you were talking about all that i was thinking i was thinking to myself so there's i'm i'm what i'm doing is i'm putting into my mind um i'm assigning uh I'm assigning uh, to the to the person who's saying I'm 20 years uh, 20 years without a drink. Uh, I am taking that person, and I am assigning motivation or or intent as far as what they're what what why they're doing that. You know, is is it truly some sort of deal where they're they're uh, trying to get um, you know some sort of uh, social you know merit from that some sort of a merit badge out of this maybe not maybe it's just uh, right yeah, right. right and it, it, I don't know much about the law but if you were a witness and you're on the stand and now you're saying why someone did something I believe that that can be stricken from the record because right because how know. the fuck do you know why that person did that right. you don't know their motivation right, right? so like even now, this is a very controversial subject. I really don't want to get deep into it, but that f fucked up, mentally ill, whatever the fuck his story is, kid in Georgia that killed eight people. And six of them were sex workers. Well, no, let me rephrase that. They worked at massage parlors, correct? Is that right? You hear about that? Actually, I <laughs> listen to me. I was, you haven't? Um, I, I did hear. I, I did hear. Okay, so so there's a lot going on about you know um, you know uh, hate crimes against Asians. Now that may be true, and they shouldn't be the thing. But at the same time, is you 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 can't, you can't necessarily say 100 percent that the motivation for that came out of a hatred for Asians. If it is true that he is a sex addict and he has mental illness or whatever the fuck he has, right? Because there's something wrong with someone that goes out and kills eight people. Does he? There's something wrong with you. Okay, so does he Does he really hate Asians? Does he hate hoes? He might just hate hoes. Well, so so listen, and, and so if you're a sex worker, however he got here, if you're, you know, and, and it's like, uh, you know, it would seem, and I don't know what the numbers are. There are a fair number of 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 
people of Asian descent that came here from another country that work in these types of massage parlors. Right. If I right. if I go shoot up, if I if I decide, as an example, I I I hate people who who uh, have long fingernails, who who help people have long fingernails, who who are fingernail technicians. I I hate the fucking fingernail industry, and, and I'm I'm just really fucking adamant about. Uh, I have a mental illness based on uh, fingernails, and so I decide I'm going to go fucking shoot up someplace with fingernails. There's a pretty good chance I'm going to shoot some Asians if I go do that. Um, I'm just saying. Right again, again. Now and so so there's a stretch here with the whole thing. The idea that if if you're so angry that you're going to kill someone that your solution is to kill someone to a problem that's that's there's there's a bigger problem there and i'm not discounting um either, actually. hate crimes i'm not discounting them at all i'm just saying that you, 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 if 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 someone were to come across writings a manifesto a book from this kid about his hatred for asians now we have facts, proof he hates Asians, right? At the same time, if he was if he was frequenting massage parlors and seeing Asians, how much does he really hate them? Again, it is a hatred for yourself, and there's a bigger problem there, and a lot of it's mental issues. Right? And I don't know the solution to this. I'm not. It's not that I'm not on board with like you stop Asian hate. I, I, I mean, I I made the mistake of watching the Richard Ramirez documentary. Did you watch that? The four part thing on netflix you know the 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 night stalker i didn't it's directed by the guy that uh chiller or whatever that did the the 75th precinct corrupt cops in brooklyn and 75 yeah yeah that guy. and odessa uh, operation odessa you know um entertaining documentaries you know um they're a little stylized in a way that's not my favorite but you know it, it, they take characters from the story but that richard ramirez documentary man it, it is just like that guy while he ended up killing a lot of women there's a lot going on that I, it seemed that that guy was pure evil right like really evil terrible terrible guy and it would seem that a lot of that came out of his childhood if you're not loved you know and people abuse you and fuck it fucks you up right is, is like, he still alive? It, did they kill him dude is he still alive do you know? No, he died. He died. He had a uh, cancer. He died in prison um, um, about six or seven years ago. I don't remember the exact time, but he was like approaching 60. And I mean, I would imagine he was serving multiple life sentences. I don't know if they had the death penalty so, yeah. in California. I don't think so. The weird thing about the the, the hate crime thing to me is, um, and uh, okay, I, I don't think the guy should be shooting Asians or anybody else. I guess I found out today that two of the people were white i didn't know that until today um but okay, yeah. so he, he shot up some some people at the massage parlor um mostly asians um for whatever reason we don't know uh, and um it, it, it doesn't really matter does it he's, he's shooting them but okay so if you call it a hate crime what is that what i don't know what that what that gains us well i mean i'm not so sure that calling something a hate crime if it is a hate crime will stop other people who want to commit the other haters hate crime yeah. right like is there an awareness to this i don't know what the solution is i don't know what the answer is i mean i i mean don't kill people um but again people break the law people break the law all the time for lots of different reasons and it's uh and you know i mean it's incredibly heinous you know i i don't think it's about the gun, the thing that it's there's something deeper there, you know. I, yeah, think, I, I think I think I heard his family, maybe his family had turned him in or something at a certain point when they realized it was him. But it's just like, no, it's not. Yeah, Ramirez you know, like, was was Ramirez nuts or was he evil or both? Uh, a little bit of both, it would seem, but I'm not sure. I don't know what my takeaway was. I just I I it was hard to watch when they didn't put too many images of him on it and they didn't really necessarily focus a lot on him i mean a little bit but they focused more on the victims and the two uh detectives that sort of were instrumental in solving the case okay you know i'm sure there are plenty of other people you know you, you probably had a i'm pretty sure you had a statewide manhunt for the guy so this thing with and, in in georgia this is how weird the world is this is what i was talking about earlier okay so we have um Guy goes up and he 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 does that evil thing, shoots up the the place and kills these Asian women. This is the kind of thing that politically could cause 
us not to get answers about COVID because all of a sudden there's going to be a political push that says, let's not find out exactly where the, the, how the virus began, because if it gets to a point at some point where we, what, what if we do find out, what if, what if we find out that this did come out of a, a lab and that uh, somehow I, okay. I think it probably did from what I've, the scientists that I've been uh, following a little bit, uh, I think it probably did. But what I think probably happened is the idea that it got into the, uh, it, it wasn't enough. There was not a nefarious act that got it into the, the public. I think it was a screw up of some sort. Somebody, um, somebody got sick and didn't tell somebody about it. And there was a screw up that occurred for sure. But it, okay, what if we figure out down the road, as an example, that China actually did fucking do something with uh, non-nefarious uh, sort of intent, but um, neg- negligence, because of negligence on their part, because they kept it quiet and tried to cover it up and that sort of thing, that resulted in the death of half a million Americans. What, what, do, we, what, okay, what, what do we do about it? I don't know. I don't know what you do. And, and I, I don't know what that story, what that narrative is, and then how you process that. And and if that were to happen, are you going to have some extreme fucked up people who were affected by it because their business was that might take it out on an Asian person? Right, right, right. And the, which which is bad. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. like it, it's possible. Yeah. So do we? And, and, and do we yeah, look the other way? Know. Do we look the other way and try to ignore it because we don't want that to happen? Because things because crazy fuckers, crazy fuckers like that guy, decide for whatever reason, because, you know, they, they decide to, to, to act or react to something because so do we, do we ignore how this occurred? Possibly. Do we not even do the research because of the idea that we could, it could be pursued as xenophobic or racist or uh, anti-China or um, the idea or that it's going to cause more violence like that to happen. Should we ignore it? I, I, Mm-hmm. I see. I don't. I, I. I don't have the answer to that, and I'm never going to have the answer to that. So maybe I should just quit right. fucking thinking about it, so I don't have, uh, get drunk at some uh, <laughs> uh, some driveway party. I've had three drinks, and somebody starts talking about it, and all of a sudden my stupidity kicks in, and I start engaging in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, if 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 I if I come to that place about something like that, if if I can make light of it, make a joke of it and be over the top and be sarcastic about it. I'll go down that road and I'll be like, I don't. And, but even if I believe the thing to be real, I'd be like, you know what? I don't, I don't fucking know. I really don't. And, and, uh, and it's one of the reasons I will say, it seems to me, it seems that, or, you know, I don't know someone's motivation when they're doing something. And I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. The only time I'm probably not going to give someone the benefit of the doubt is when it fucks with, my loved ones. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.